Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. All right, so we're now about a week into bubble play, Sean, and um, I'll tell you, um, it's been spectacular. Uh, obviously, having live basketball back has been so nice, but the gameplay has been really good. The presentations have been fantastic. All the new camera angles have been great. Um, I saw that brought back that camera angle that was like really popular from like the 04 All Star game, where it like goes along like the uh, baseline the with baseline. The, when they're bring yeah when they bring the ball up the court. Yeah. Um, I, I thought like maybe the Black Lives Matter thing might look out of place. Looks just fine. Um, no, it looks great. Yeah, and the benches have been fun. It feels like a college basketball game where it's like all like the benches are getting riled up to like make up for the crowd noise. The virtual fans have been a little weird, but it seems like the more games have been played, the more you haven't seen the virtual fans. And um, oh yeah, by the way, um, the Phoenix Suns are three and zero in the bubble, and TJ Warren is the best basketball player of all time in the bubble. Best basketball player of all time, TJ Warren in the bubble. That was a hell of a pickup. Yeah. It was a for, hell of a pickup. It literally, really when you're like, we got him for nothing. It's literally like they got him for nothing. They took on a draft pick with him. Yeah. It wasn't like they gave up a draft pick. Yeah, yeah. And he was one of those guys who was definitely just kind of in a – he needed a better – he needed a change of scenery, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you, though, Tim. I think the presentation of the NBA has been fantastic. I feel like the first – I watched – I'll be honest with you. I watched, I think, two scrimmages. And I don't, I don't really like – watching scrimmages or preseason games that much because i feel like we you know you know we get a little bit out of proportion i i like preseason a lot more in the nba than i do say the nfl which i absolutely can't stand it i hate preseason nfl games well there won't be any preseason this year so oh no (laughs) oh no um but uh yeah i think uh i think the virtual fans i think they've they've kind of been uh honing in on making that better they're continuously trying to make the presentation of every aspect of their game as decent as possible for the viewers um this is as good as it's going to get people and um you know with you know first two weeks of you know people testing negative for coronavirus uh the bubble is obviously working the the venue looks nice the camera work is good um, they have taken all of the necess- necessary precautions to protect the players, uh, protect the officials, the coaches, the commentators, the media, everybody there. They've done a phenomenal job. I, I, and I, I know I always say this kind of crap, but I couldn't see another league doing this as well as they're doing this right now. Could you? I would say no, um, but the NHL has actually done pretty well with theirs. They've done a bubble as well, um, and that seems to be going okay. But, like, I just don't think you can Indoor recreate. Indoor sports, though, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's it's really hard to recreate, like, in an NHL atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, So so tell me. So I'm completely unfamiliar about what the NHL is doing. What What are they doing right now? They're all best of three series. Best of three series. But they're playing at their arenas, correct? They're playing, actually, they have a bubble. They have a bubble. Um, so where are they playing at? 
I think it's – I honestly can't remember. I was watching the Blue Jackets game a little bit earlier they, for They a few do minutes. have a bubble, though. They are they're, yeah. they're doing it as well because I haven't heard anything about NHL, honestly. Like, I've heard stuff about – obviously, baseball has restarted, so you've heard a lot about that. And, obviously, basketball has just been in full swing, games on all day, I feel like, um, which has been great. Um, although I've been at work and I've been to watch very many of them, kind of kissing highlights every day. Yeah, it's been great. But uh, it's nice to have have basketball on right now. And uh, like I said, I think they're doing a phenomenal job. Um, and I feel like uh, – I don't think – the competition's been great. Yeah, I think a it lot has. Of pe- I think a lot of people thought that the competition was not going to be up to par. But these guys are here to play. Uh, they look good. Um, you know, and it's been it's been an interesting – I know years from now we'll probably be talking about this, this the end of this season – and maybe possibly next season, if something they have to keep doing this, I don't know how they're going to do that though. But um, so I imagine Disney's probably going to need their uh, facilities back at some point. But um, yeah, I don't know if NBA keeps throwing them money. Who cares? Right. <laughs> we'll cancel the Orlando Classic this year. Don't you worry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Um, I'm already I, paid for. So you're you're good. You're good. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I think everything's been great so far, and. Uh, competition's been great uh let's go back to the suns yeah so today they play the clippers and devin booker hits literally one of the most insane shots of all time i've ever seen in a basketball game to win the game on the buzzer perfect defense by the clippers and booker still puts it in um i gotta pull what i was doing earlier on my phone besides trying to figure out where the bubble is for the nhl was pulling up the standings of like the eight seed race because it seems like what we thought was like going to be like a one or two team thing is pretty open now. And the Suns are right in the middle of it. The Spurs have been 3-0 and um, in, in this whole bubble as well. They've been excellent. Um, and then Memphis and Memphis still has the lead on two games on Portland, San Antonio, and then has two and a half on New Orleans. But Phoenix is only a game out behind Portland now. Um, that, that's crazy. Yeah, like for like having that play-in tournament. Um, and, you know, like the teams they've beat, like you kind of, I kind of feel good about them in the sense that like what's their, you know, obviously they're winning games, which is big. Booker's elevating his game quite a bit so far in the bubble. Um, and, you know, they have a big game on Thursday at four against Indiana. Um, so, you know, if they win that, they're still in this. But, you know, like – Truthfully and honestly, as cool as it is, I'd love to see a situation where the Suns make the playoffs. Um, just because I want to see Devin Buckler finally play in the playoffs. It's about time, right? I think it'd be awful. I don't whoever is that eight seed, whoever is that between that like Memphis, San Antonio, New Orleans, they're gonna Phoenix, get they're gonna get smacked. Yeah, they have no chance. Like they have no chance. I'm so tired of hearing this like, well, you know, Portland. Wins a bad matchup for the Lakers. I'm like, who the <laughs> hell do they have that's going to guard Anthony Davis? No one. They got no they one. got Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic back. Like that's really going to affect the, all those Lakers big men. The guys no. that are three inches taller than all of them, and one shoots threes. Yeah, and okay. one, is, one is just overall significantly talent more talented <laughs> than than those guys that you just mentioned. So, yeah, and um. I'm, I'm glad to see what, what the Phoenix Suns are doing right now. I'm not necessarily excited to see them in the eighth seed. The NBA is going to be gunning for Zion to make that make the playoffs. Um, 
I mean, the bubble was made this way, so they would have a shot. You so know what I mean? They would have like, a shot. Yeah, and people want to see him in his in his first playoff series. Um, Devin Booker is one of those guys. He's such a good player, but he's so frustrating because he's he's not consistent all the time. There's sometimes, you know, obviously he put up a seventy point game a couple years back. Uh, shots and like a loss. this. Yeah, in a in a loss but where they were fouling to keep the game going, but the whole team just kept you know rallying yeah. behind this this seventy point game where they lost. I mean, that might be like the defining game of Devin Booker's career, and that would be so sad. So um, I honestly, I Devin Booker needs to get out of Phoenix. Phoenix is a poorly run organization. Um, you know. Their last couple. He's of- Western Conference Bradley Beal. Let's just call it what it is. One hundred percent. I couldn't. I couldn't say it better myself. That is a. Uh, that is a perfect way to. But except Bradley Beal's played in the playoffs. Sure. Yeah. I get that. So, but Bradley Beal. Yeah, and like the Wizards are. You're exact. Yeah, but 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 Bradley Beal was like, oh, I have a lingering shoulder problem. I've been dealing with all year. It's like, dude, you've been putting up thirty points a game. <laughs> Bullshit. You're you're just doing an excuse so you don't have to go down there. You can have the rest of the year off because you just don't even want to go. Because you know your team has no chance. You, if I was Bradley Beal, I'd kind of get it. Like, I mean, there's, I feel like any player. This whole this whole thing is it like I can see it going either way. If you didn't want to go, I get it. If you want to go, I get it. But it's like Bradley Beal has nothing to lose, or he has he has everything to lose right now. He could go down there and get hurt and and screw up next year. And he knows the Wizards aren't going to make the freaking playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, they haven't won. They haven't won a game yet. So there is there's rumors going around. Now we talked about this. Um, a while back that the eight eliminated teams considered unlikely uh, the eight eliminated teams uh, from, from the, the, the current bubble situation uh, they were going to have a mini camp and scrimmages. And now they're saying this is unlikely. How do you feel about them possibly canceling out this, this uh, uh, little tournament of losers, the NIC of, of, of NBA. Okay. You just like fine with it? Yeah, I mean, like, do I really need to watch? So, like, I liked my idea we talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm all oh, for that. If if they're going to do that idea, I'll watch. Yeah, give me uh, the NBA Royal Rumble, like where it's like everyone's playing for this one shot. <laughs> it's like seriously, one elimination tournament. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just get to the end, and then whoever wins, and who gives a crap, you know? The Warriors just threw the Timberwolves <laughs> over the rope. They're out. <laughs> Clay Thompson comes back, steps back, like the whole team's back. <laughs> Is that, that, would, that would be like the greatest scenario ever. <laughs> Is that Kavon Looney's music? They're like, huh, we got Wiseman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not really worried about it. Um, I mean, you know, like, if you look at those teams that haven't won yet in this bubble, like, obviously, like, Sacramento has been atrocious. I think they might have won today. Did they win today? Yeah, like, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, are, were these something that they were going to show, like, on mornings on NBA TV where, like, Charlotte and New York play each other? Yeah. Like, like, who wants to watch that? Like, who wants to watch that right now? Not me. Not me, unless there's something on the line. And that's and and me talking about not watching scrimmages earlier, 
that is one of the reasons I don't really like watching scrimmages or preseason or anything like that because nothing is on the line. Nothing. It counts for nothing. You can, yeah. you can score 100 points in a preseason game and no one will remember it. No one. True. I mean, do you remember the year that the Bulls won Summer League? Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. Because, there's not, because my team has nothing. <laughs> Hashtag Summer League champs. Desdell Valentine got a Denzel- Summer League MVP. <laughs> Valentine was awesome in that. Okay, I'm done with the Bulls. Um, yeah. So, so the so the 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 mini camp for the losers is probably going to get bumped. Um, we're not. It's whatever. We're both whatever with it. So that's that's fine. I just I wanted to see where you're at on that one. There's, yeah, only if it was going to be my idea. Other than that, no, <laughs> don't care. So we have had a couple of uh, injuries. Yeah. Sadly, sadly, over the last uh, couple of days, um, Jonathan Isaac went down with a Derrick Rose-esque. Literally the same move. So sad. So sad, too, because I know he was he was hurt before and he and he got his way back, made his way back from injury. And then he has any Jonathan Isaac is one of those guys who's he's a really good player. Um, and he's one of those guys who makes you like want to see more from him. like what what is this guy's ceiling? Like, and especially on a team, like a young team, like the Orlando Magic, I feel like he was kind of like a integral part to this, this squad. And yeah. he, he's gone now and he has, it's, it's official that he has a, a torn ACL. Um, how much does this setback Orlando, not just, you know, obviously the rest of this season, but, but next. Quite a bit, you know, you got to think. So if this new season starts in December for the 2020-2021 season, um, Orlando's got to like figure that out quickly and not to mention like Isaac's going to miss, you know, ACL is normally about a year and a half recovery. Yeah. So say you play right for sure. Like the one thing that people seem to forget though is Orlando's getting Chuma Okiki back next year. Cause remember he did that thing where he deferred his rookie contract and didn't sign this year. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. So there's that. But other than that, man, like, I don't know, like Orlando's definitely going to be in trouble without him. The one nice thing is they've – so did you know since the All-Star break they've had the number one offense in the league? I did not know that. Yeah. So they do have that going for them. Um, but I don't know where they, like, get a situation where they can replace a Jonathan Isaac, especially because this offseason, you know, like, the way things are going, like, I don't think I would, you know – I don't think a lot of teams are going to – I don't think a lot of players are going to be out there. I think a lot of guys are going to, like, sign back because of the risk of, you know, like, what if I don't have a season next year? Yeah, you know, like, am I going to travel? You know, all that stuff. So I don't know if this, like, offseason is going to be that huge for them. So, like, I don't know where they go get a guy that helps them. The draft right now, you're looking at Orlando as a non-lottery team because they are in the Eastern Conference tournament. Um, they're going to make the playoffs, whether the seven or the eight. I don't know. I, I assume there would be a seven. Probably be yeah. Brooklyn eight, then seven. Um, and so it's like, okay, you're in that late first round, and – I'll tell you, Sean, there's no Jonathan Isaac in this draft. You know, I know, like, we were, I've been pretty open. that I haven't been the biggest fan of him as a player, but I'm not denying, like, his defensive ability is fantastic. There's yeah. no guy like that. So if I look on Tankathon right now, just kind of get a general consensus of where, like, people have guys in that range where Orlando will be picking. So right now, let me pull this up real quick. Um, Orlando, according to this, would have the 17th pick. In that okay. circumstance, they would be looking at a guy like a Tyrese Maxey. Now, I love Tyrese Maxey. I love that he's the fact he's a guy when the game's on the line, he wins the last shot. But 
defensively, he's not going to help them. Um, he can't shoot the three either. You know, he's not a great rebounder. He's not super efficient. But there are things about like you know, he holds on to the ball well. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. But you know, if that's the case, if that's the best case scenario for this off season, where you have a year and a half without, you know, one of the guys you the guy you took in the lottery, yeah, two years ago. That's not something to be excited about, and that sucks for them <laughs> because you know, like, you know, I like the talent in this Orlando team. You know, I like these oh, young yeah. dudes. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, but yeah, man, like they already weren't a super fun team to watch in the first place, except for unless you like really want to watch Markel Fultz, and this doesn't help that. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah, I like everything that that Isaac brings to to a team. Like you said, he's long. He's a good defender. Um, he's become a better scorer over the last, uh, last couple years. So, um, I, I think they're going to end up, you know, w- everybody's frustrated with Aaron Gordon. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like a lot of people, what? No, <laughs> you know, and he's, he's another frustrating player. Sometimes he has a great game and you're like, wow, that's great. What else could we see? You know? Um, <clears throat> But anyways, um, yeah, I, I feel bad for them. And then today we, we, we got the news that, that Mr. Jackson over at the, over at the Memphis Grizzlies is, is torn his meniscus and he's going that to be out. Sucks. The rest of it. Yeah. And like the Grizzlies have been such a young success story this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that combo uh, with him and John Morant has been, has been great. And has uh, been. it's, it's devastating, just absolutely devastating. Now, torn meniscus, obviously not as not as severe as a ACL or anything like that, but um, he's going to be out for a while, and that's another team. Like you know, where this was a team that I think a lot of people wanted to see in the playoffs, and they still very well could make the playoffs. I'm not, I'm not, you know, down on. I'm that. not so high on them anymore. Yeah. Well, no, uh, no, not no, just because no. of this, but like. Also, Justice Winslow's out, who's been really good for them since that trade. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you're seeing in this bubble, like, how to beat John Morant. Just have two tall guys in the in the paint. And, like, he struggles with that so far. But that's also because he's a young player learning how to play in the NBA. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I hate to say it. I'm kind of leaning more towards those Portland-San Antonio teams right now for that eight spot. Yeah, you know, let's let's talk. You wanted to talk about some San Antonio today. Let's let's talk about San Antonio. Um, they are a shake Milton game winner away from being three and zero in the bubble. You know, and 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 they're another surprise. And these were these were teams I feel like we were writing off a couple weeks ago, along with the Suns, yeah. obviously. You know, because this is the one thing that's great about about the NBA. You never really know what's going to happen. People come out to play no matter what, especially when it comes down to you know, playoff opportunities and some of these teams are getting kind of an opportunity they normally, I feel like wouldn't get. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. And anytime pop can get his, his team into the playoffs, anything could happen. Yeah. And except for beating the Lakers, except for beating the Lakers. Of that's, course. that's not happening. They're, 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 they're pop's kryptonite. Yeah, like when they're like, all right, we have Jakob Pertle guarding Anthony Davis in the first round. You're like, all right, this was fun. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this. Can I get your thoughts on this? Go ahead. So, you know, we, we've made fun of it for a couple of weeks now. How everyone, like, you know, if the Blazers play the Lakers, like the Lakers better watch out. Like they don't have Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo. And it's like, like who's going to guard Damon CJ? Yeah. 
Don't you feel like it should be like, who's going to guard Dame? Like, I like CJ McCollum as a player. I think he has upside to be a all-star. You oh, know, he yeah. Hasn't yet. But like, why are we acting like CJ McCollum is like Clay Thompson? Like, why are they acting like, like, you know, like, if you were to tell me like Dame is close to what Steph was when Steph was on top of this game, like, I'll give you that. Like, no doubt about it. The way he scores, it's, you know, pretty close. Yeah. Um, but like, CJ McCollum is not efficient. Um, I'm literally looking right now. So he does shoot 39% from three, like 40% from three for his career. That's sure, pretty nice. Sure. That's pretty great. But like, other than that, like. Do you feel like maybe they should have like maybe cut the cord with him like maybe a season ago? Maybe not. Um, okay. But, you know, like, I don't really feel like, like people act like he's like a top, four shooting guard in the league and they act like you know i was like well these two in portland they're unstoppable and it's like they're not unstoppable like if they were unstoppable like we wouldn't be talking about them right now you know he had one great game in the western conference finals last year that i mean the western conference semis that beat denver and he was awesome and everyone's like oh look at that mid-range is back and it's like whatever fine like but i don't understand why we act like 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 CJ McCollum in his prime is like a is like a better three point shooting Rudy Gay. Like, yeah, yeah, um, but but not Rudy Gay at all. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put it this way: I'm looking at CJ McCollum's similarity scores on Basketball Reference. Okay, if we're talking here's, scores, yes, yes. Here are the players that like he he grades close to in similarity: Danny Ainge, Andrew Tony, Ralph Simpson. Josh Childress and John Starks. What an all-star. <laughs> you know, like... Hey, Johnny Starks had a couple good years. Come on. But I understand, like, why people seem to think that way, especially in this circumstance where it was like, you know, you can trade C.J. McCollum to Cleveland and get Kevin Love and, like, stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. C.J. McCollum just gets, like, 180 shots a night. Like, but now that's not the case because of Sexton and Garland. Um, how, yeah, how many guards are you going to stack on Cleveland, Tim? All of them. All of them. They're going straight Kyle Lowry, Villanova, like four McCollum's guards. going to be a three, and he's not a three. <laughs> yeah. Like, his podcast is cool. I dig it. Um, even though it sounds like he records in a soup can, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. shit about a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but – I don't know. Like, I think that's just kind of like, I'm getting to that point where like, I'm not saying I dislike CJ McCollum as a player. I'm not saying if you play for the bulls, I wouldn't be happy. Um, but I just don't get this whole, like people act like he's like Tracy McGrady almost at times. And I'm like, let's, let's calm it down. He's not Tracy McGrady. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who said that Tim, or who you thought said that, but I feel like you're just, you're making a hot take there. Well, <laughs> You know, like, it's my joke I always had. Like, remember I used to always joke about Nikola Jokic because people were like, oh, man, have you watched Jokic play? I'm like, oh, God, I didn't know this was Will Chamberlain in his past life. Like, that's like C.J. McCollum. And Tracy you should McGrady. see him walk on water. Right. It's like. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I. You know I, I really feel that way about is Rudy Gobert. The more I watch him, the more, like, I'm like, why did, like, why do people think he's going to get, like, I understand he's probably going to win Defense Player of the Year again this year from what, like, I'm here, like, everyone's talking about. He shouldn't. But no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Like, all right. I'm not going to say, like, Anthony Davis scoring 40 on you should hurt your defense player of the year chances because he's, you know, insane. Yeah, sure. But the more I've looked at, like, elite centers against Rudy Gobert, the more I'm like, 
not so certain that he's this super elite player. Um, I feel like he gets trapped really easily in two-on-ones. And when you run pick and rolls on him, like it seems like he like looks lost at times. He just depends on his length to block yeah. a shot. But and I'm not saying he's a bad defensive player, but like I just feel like he's another one of those guys where people like just overrate the shit out of because the media is like, well, this guy won defensive player of the year. Like, yeah, Tyson Chandler once won defensive player of the year and didn't make all defense the same year. Like, yeah. can we forget about that? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rudy Gobert. I, I like Rudy. I think Rudy's a good player. I mean, he's, he's a great defensive basketball player, but he plays for the Jazz. And I don't know what it is about the Jazz, but I can't get hyped about the Jazz right now. Can you nope. get hyped about the Jazz? Never. I never. never. Thought, if there's a Jazz listener on here, we would love to talk Jazz with you so we could – you could tell us why she, we should get more excited about them. Because so you guys I, can tell us about the elite bench of Emmanuel Moutier and Tony Bradley. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't ever, I, I, you rarely ever meet somebody who's, you know, I'm, I'm a big jazz guy. You know right. I, mean? I, I mean, and, and they have, they have a, a huge fan base like any NBA team, but you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it would be interesting to be a jazz fan or hear a jazz fans take right now on that team because donovan mitchell's great yeah he's great rudy gobert obviously with the boneheaded stuff he did with coronavirus and all that uh going on i think he's kind of tarnished himself and you know there was talk about them not getting along and that's and not they... talk like if you watch those two play it's it's evident yeah it's evident and donovan mitchell's the guy you're gonna keep right See, I wanted to have this be a topic we talked about today because I was, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, it feels like at some point, like, because the way that those two have talked about it, it's like, well, as long as we're winning, like, we can deal with whatever. Like, they're pretty open that, like, they have, a, like, a strange relationship. But it's like, yeah, you guys just got blown out by the Thunder on Saturday. Who, dude, we got to talk about the Thunder at some we'll point in this episode. Um, and then, you know, you had a chance to, like, you got up, like, off to this big start against the Lakers. You know, you guys had an incredible second quarter on the Lakers and you guys still lost by double digits. And it's like LeBron isn't even playing that good of offense yet in this bubble. And you guys couldn't like you guys just couldn't stop the one guy they had. And, you know, obviously it's like since 98, the Jazz have just kind of been like another franchise. Like, don't be wrong. They've been successful. They've played in a lot of playoff series. They've and, had and, stars. Uh, yeah, the Duran Williams, Carlos Boozer era was, uh, you know, they were they were pretty good back then. Yeah, when Mehmet Okur is contributing to your team good minutes, you're like, oh, maybe they're not bad, you know, like. Yeah, that happened. That was a thing. I, you know, I hadn't heard his name in so long. I just got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, he'll be in 2K next year's on my team card. Probably a 99 overall. Yeah, like Dino Raja getting in there this year. God, man. Dino Raja, man. People skunk me with Dino Raja online. Ooh, <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily sure either one of them is a quote-unquote superstar, though. Like, I I could see Donovan Mitchell could be like being like in the All-NBA compet- uh, debate this year as far as like a second or like a third-team guard because yeah. he has been outstanding. He's been an all-star. Um, but – I don't know if he's, you know, like when people are like, you know, he's Dwayne Wade. I'm like, he's the next Dwayne Wade. I'm like, Dwayne Wade's one of the top 30 players of all time, maybe top 25. Like, 
you can't tell me that Donovan Mitchell is the next generational talent shooting guard because absolutely not. Right. Yeah, I um, <laughs> the Jazz are one of those teams. Like I said, I I can't get excited about Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, a star. Um, didn't make. Last year didn't make that jump that we thought he was going to make. Like we thought everyone, everybody didn't make that jump last year. He still played very well this year. Um, I have a feeling this off season, um, depending on how well they do, I, I feel like they're going to make a major move. And I, I, I really do think one of those guys is going to go if I was a, if I was a betting man. That's the next big move, isn't it? We traded for Rudy Gobert. We're going to put him and Mitchell Robinson next to each other. You know what? Rudy you know, Gobert. Tibbs is like, yeah. Rudy Gobert going to New York would be like one of the most New York moves ever. But also, I'll be honest with you. Um, they do have Tibbs now. He does like a defensive-minded guy like Rudy Gobert, someone who's already – uh, won some defensive player awards. Um, and what could Tibbs unlock if he actually was able to get into the head of Rudy Gobert? How much better could he make him at this point in his career? I could see that happening. I could see it. Ha- I could see him going there. It's not a move I'm excited about, but it's like, you know, Tyson Chandler went there and, you know, was a good player for a while. So it's like, you know, it could happen. People that like love Tyson Chandler listen to the show. Like, what do you guys have against him? Like, because <laughs> we've like referenced him twice now in like a disparaging way. I, I well, I, I mean, I, I like Tyson Chandler. He, he's, I did too. He's, he's had a great NBA career. He's got a title under his belt. He's, you know. Yeah, he just had a skunky Bulls tenure because they had, drafted horribly. Who didn't in the early 2000s? <laughs> who didn't? Yeah. Talking to you, Bulls. Marcus Pfizer. <laughs> Marcus Pfizer. <clears throat> was traded – I mean, that pick was Marcus Aldridge, and they traded the pick that you get Marcus Pfizer, who they amnestied. <laughs> <laughs> no team can ever tell me they had a bad draft mistake as bad as that, all right? Like, I understand Marcus Aldridge is probably not, like, this elite superstar, but, like, pretty damn good for a long time and wasn't amnestied. Yeah, yeah. So, getting off, off of jazz speculation – Let's talk about the Thunder. Yeah. Let's talk about the Thunder. What do, what do you like right now? What do you like? Chris Paul. You love Chris Paul because Chris Paul's Chris Paul's Chris Paul. Nobody expected this season to, to be the way they have because everybody assumed that Chris Paul was going to just kind of jump off one end and, and be kind of a prima donna and force his way out of the, off the team or play badly or, you know, be a jerk. We and, thought that the week of the trade, we're like, Oh yeah, he'll be gone tra- next week. He'll be gone next week. I mean, I, and he's handled himself very professionally there. He's and, been great. And he has become a, he's become a great leader for that team. The Thunder are a well-managed organization. I'm going to go ahead and say it. They're, Oh, for sure. There, Sam Presti's a he's a good dude. You know, I, he's for every uh, small boneheaded thing that he's done. There's been some rhyme or reason why he's done it. He's gotten a ton of draft picks. He's he's a smooth operator, man. I really like Sam Presti. Yeah, I agree. I think he's one of the four best GMs in the league. I mean, is he a GM or president? I can't necessarily remember. But regardless of what he is, he's one of the best at what he does. Yeah, he's, um, he's great. He's great. I mean, anyone would want to have a guy like like Sam Presti running an organization. Um, well, 
yeah, it's like what they're getting from all these guys that you're like kind of shocked by in a sense. Um, obviously, no one's shocked by Chris Paul, Shagels, Alexander, and Steven Adams. Like those guys are really good basketball players. Um, Steven Adams is a very goofy dude, but like he's still really good at basketball. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's like situations yesterday where like I know they lost to Denver by eight in overtime. Yeah. Um, but Lugans Dort is starting at shooting guard and he's, you know, not awful uh, against a guy like Tory Craig. Um, so you're like, all right, that's cool. Um, and then you have a situation like, um, you know, Danilo Gallinari, who finally we've gotten two years been being consistently healthy. Whoa, and right. <laughs> yeah. And he's been really freaking good, man. Like yeah. those guys, they got in that Clippers trade for Paul George, you know, if you had just got those two, like they would have lived up to it. Like even without all the draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, Chris Paul has, has done well. Who do you think, uh, besides Steven Adams and, and, and Gildas Alexander, is there somebody else on this team that's, that's really impressed you a lot? And what I'm so sorry, my phone, my, my thing broke out. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Besides Shea Gillis, Alexander, and Chris Paul, and Steven Adams, who else on this team have you really, really liked? Um, well, I, I know we just kind of touched on Gallinari a little bit. Gallinari, yeah. Um, just think as a as a collective unit, they're just it's it's a great fit right now, and there's you know there's nobody else to you that sticks out. Yeah, because like Chris, Chris Paul's the leader of the team, but yeah, I had this in my notes. I talked um, Abdel Nader played about 15 minutes yesterday and he was really good for them. Um, so I really liked his game. Um, you know, Andre Robeson isn't like been spectacular by any means, but it's nice to see him playing they just, after they can't, all the shit he went through. They can't, they can't get rid of Andre Robeson. <laughs> no, they can't. He's, um, he's going to have his Jersey retired there. <laughs> probably like um, Nick Collison. I was going to say like Nick Collison. Yeah. Just cause he's just been there for so long, you know? So we always joked in Chicago that Kirk Heinrich was going to have a statue, you know, it's kind of the same situation. With, same with Miami with Udonis Haslam. Like he's going to be honored somehow. Like I, I, I can see them retiring Haslam's number, honestly. Yeah. Isn't he they, the longest tenured heat in franchise they, history? They he has va- to be. They value loyalty quite a bit in Miami. So I, I can see that happen. Yeah, agreed. Um, but no, not necessarily like anyone that just stands out. I feel like they're just like – so I watched that Saturday game when they played Utah, and just like everything they threw at them, Utah didn't have an answer for. And that's where it was like kind of like got me on this thing with like Gobert where I'm like, is he really as great as everyone makes him out to be? You know, like – and Chris Paul is only – like he's, you know, he's giving them – 18 points or so Darius Baisley played well in that game it seems like they're getting something from the bench like every game and I think that's something that's really nice to see um you know right now I think I would probably put them because to me right now and we've made fun of this all year Sean but like I think right now I think Houston might be the third best team in the West and between Denver and OKC I'm kind of back and forth though I'd have it the fourth slot yeah I'm not discounting them at all <laughs> right like i don't think they're a fantastic matchup for the lakers in the second round i think the lakers would beat them but i think that like oklahoma city would give them fits absolutely absolutely i think um 
and that was going to be my next question. You know, what, what is a realistic expectation for OKC if they do make it to the playoffs? Well, is they're it, in. They've already clinched their they're, spot. They're in. They're in. Okay, well, uh, let's just say in the playoffs, what, what, do you, what is a realistic expectation for you? Probably that four through six area. Um, four through six? Okay. Yeah, I could definitely see a situation where they're playing, you know, who's the three right now? Denver? Or you, is it Denver? It's Denver. Yeah, so I can see a situation where they're playing Denver in the first round. Um, I think I like them in that series, honestly. You know, like, I understand they probably don't have anyone that can, like, defend Jokic, but... Who can right now? He's kind of... A, right. A, yeah, he's, he's just kind of a, a different kind of animal right now. So I think I feel like a lot of teams just have a hard time with that particular player. Um, but um, now, do you see them... Let's see. We we see them in a in a situation where they're they're playing, you know, Houston. I could How, see them winning it. Okay, that's where I was going to go. You could you could you could see them shocking the world over Houston. It's not really that big of a shock, but yeah, I don't think they're a good. Ma- I don't think Houston's a good matchup. Like, I think that's a bad matchup for Houston. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, as great as Harden has has been, and as great as Westbrook's been post All Star break. Um, you know, Eric Gordon's still out for a little bit. You know, how long is it going to take for him to get his legs underneath them? It's kind of just like, you know, all those long dudes. And we kind of saw a little bit in the regular season, you know, that game when the West, they went back to OKC to play Houston. I mean, when Houston went to OKC and Westbrook had his first game back in the OKC and like Houston ran them out of the gym and smoked them. And, yeah. you know, you kind of like just see that. Uh, Shea Gillis Alexander is a bad matchup for anybody. Like anyone who has to play that guy, like that, you, this, <laughs> scouting for him is not easy. I don't know how NBA teams do it. Um, I could see them beating Houston. I could see them, you know, any of those like three through eight through 10 teams, I think OKC would beat. Like I would take them over those teams. Um, okay. Okay. You're, you're pretty high then on them. I am. Um, you know, I know we make fun of Chris Paul a lot for getting hurt in the playoffs, and obviously history has shown that. But <laughs> when he has played in the playoffs, he's been very good. Like, yeah, and he plays with a chip on his shoulder too. Like every every single year. Like, I mean, he's uh, he's one of those guys that uh, he plays hard in the playoffs. It's just he needs to stay Dang. healthy. I know yeah. it's become I know it's become it's become a, a running joke for many many years that he can't stay. I I don't know what it is. I don't know if he just gets in the playoffs and is and is. What is it with that Clippers group? You know the Lob City group. I don't. All know, those man. guys like at, like when they left have just like, you know Paul's been hurt. Obviously Blake's been hurt. DeAndre's been hurt. It's like, and you know, like. I know Luke and Bob Mote isn't exactly those three, they, but he's been up and down. They blew up that down. team for a reason. They blew up that team for a reason. They yeah, because they because they ruined them. Yeah, and they, they, well, then they couldn't they couldn't go any further. They they maxed out their potential in L.A. So you know. Yeah, JJ um, Reddick's the one guy where you're like, yeah, he's been consistently healthy. Weird. Never missed the playoffs either. Yeah, doesn't look like that. This looks like it's the end of that. Could be. Could be. We'll yeah. See. Well, well, I mean, we're recording right before tonight. We're recording on Tuesday night. So we're recording right before the Portland-Houston game, which is going to be a fun game. Um, right now, it's a, Miami just beat Boston by six. Which, Boston lost again. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Duncan Robinson, 21 points tonight. Was, was uh, 
Five of eleven from three. Nice. Well, that's what he does. That's what. That's, that's what like a bad do. night for Duncan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a great night for anyone else. Love that Heat team, man. Love that. I Heat do too. Team. Yeah, they're so fun, and and they're all playing so well, and it's good to see some of these younger guys like Duncan Robinson just like just balling right now and just having a good time, you know? Um, yeah. Kendrick so. Nunn offensively is really fun. Like he can score really well, but like he can't guard you and me in a two on one. Can we go back to Boston real quick? Yeah. How, what, how do you feel about them right now? Fine. Um, feel fine about them. Do you think? Yeah. The I'm not going to just the first game. I'm going to say uh, Tatum had just a terrible game. Yeah. He was and really they lost, bad. And they, you know, they lost today. Um, they beat Portland in a really good game. Yeah, I mean he was and he was good. Um, you know the other games, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm completely sold on them right now. Being completely locked in, but I, I feel like yeah. none of the teams are really like that. Besides these bizarro ones that have, that have you know won that probably shouldn't have won, like the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, Bucks have lost. LA has lost. Um, I was going to say, I think Toronto is locked in. They look they, Okay, you're right. You're right. I always forget about Toronto. You got me there. You got me there. Yeah, they, they, they do look They look incredible. In. They look incredible. Like, I, I, for them to make it back to the NBA Finals this year, it, it would just be incredible. I, I... So last week we did the, well, we kind of did our, our predictions. We predicted Bucks Lakers, which is very general consensus right now. Sure. No one's going crazy with that. But and right now, like the I've watched, I watched the two Raptors games. So I watched them play the Lakers on Saturday night. Yeah, and was blown away by you know they come out of the game like they're they're off to a thirteen nothing lead to start the game. God, the Lakers um, sucked that first couple minutes. Oh yeah. They were really bad. bad, which also the Lakers like jumped right back in the game very quickly. So that oh, tells you how yeah. like the firepower they have, and they're not even yeah. playing good offense yet. Um, but that's a different conversation. And then I watched yeah yesterday because they were the first game of the day, and they played Miami, and that was a great game. That was an awesome one o'clock tip Monday afternoon, and the same thing, man. Where like it was like Miami would like have these runs, and Toronto would just like stop them and make something happen. Um, everyone right now is talking about Kyle Lowry because he's been terrific and like you know there's no denying it but OG and Anobi in their two games has had to guard LeBron James and Jimmy Butler and he's yeah. been really good in both those games I mean those guys have scored but it's also like they're the elite of the elite in the NBA like LeBron is literally a top two player of all time and you know um, Jimmy Butler has been like the ultimate workhorse NBA star since he came in the league. And so like for a guy like Ochi Nanobi, like my, my confidence in him has grown even more. Uh, Marcus Saul is obviously a spectacular defender. And I think like, I'm starting to believe more and more Toronto could give Milwaukee fits. Okay. I'm starting to believe more and more Toronto would be, could, could slash would beat Milwaukee. I'm not there yet. I'm not putting it like writing it down, but I'm pretty confident the way these Raptors teams playing, they're the best coach in the NBA, um, you know, and Mike Budenholzer, if you watch these games, isn't making a ton of adjustments. Like when they lost to Brooklyn today, that was easily an avoidable loss. They very easily should have won that game. And it's not even on talent alone. It's just, he's like, all right, guys, I got Giannis, just roll the ball out and we'll be fine. And it's like, I get why you feel that way, but you know, we're seeing that they're running these situations where that's not the case. Like, him getting locked up by James Harden the other night 
And then today, like, they, you know, had to fight back against Brooklyn to take the lead, and they blew the game. And, like, I understand Jamal Crawford played his first game with the Nets, people, but let's calm down here. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, – I think Toronto can do anything, and I'm not going to be surprised anymore. Um, Agreed. With this, I, I, they could do anything, and I'd be like, yeah. Because, I mean, they won the titles and we were all like, yeah, that happened. The end of the Warriors, you know. Like. The end of the Warriors, yeah. I mean, it's like it, – it, and it's going to go down as like one of the most like not talked about championships ever just because, you know, it's the Raptors and yeah, whatever, you know. But it's it, – they've, they've, they've been phenomenal. And with that, losing their best player, um, you know, how, how cool would a Toronto LA Clippers series be, though? It would be cool. Um, God, I just – that would be another cool moment. Just another cool moment. You know, and it would – I just – for for both the Toronto Raptors, people would actually kind of believe what they're doing. And then on top of that, I feel like we start really, really, really talking about Kawhi at that point. You know, he's yeah. he's won the finals MVP twice, but he gets him to another one over LeBron James. Ugh. Like – we're going to be talking a lot more about him and we should be anyway. Um, you know, we should have been last summer, you know, everybody still think, kind of shrugged it off, but ah, you know, whatever. But um, it was an off year, you know, you know, LeBron wasn't in the, wasn't in a, on a finals team, you know, stuff like that. You know, that those are the excuses people tell themselves, but um, I'm not surprised by anything that they do at this moment in time. I think if they win, I, I could see it happening if the Bucks get there. Obviously, that's the consensus pick. LA, the two LA teams. You know, I'm pretty, pretty locked into either of those winning the West. I don't necessarily see the Nuggets getting there over them. <laughs> I know you're laughing about that right now, but if they, if if the, <laughs> the Nuggets somehow made it to the NBA Finals, I don't even know what we'd both do. Yeah. It would just be it would just be weird. It would just be weird. We couldn't do anything, you know? Yeah, we'd be like on here right now, like I can right. just I can tell by the way you're talking right now that you're not excited about that the <laughs> no. prospect of that happening. No. And I don't think the NBA would be either, because it would end up being the Nuggets versus the Raptors. Never been like basketball's back? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too oh, okay. okay. Like in the late nineties when the Broncos won the Super Bowl and you're like, Oh, they beat the Packers. Sure, that happened. All yeah. right then. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Like, okay, John Elway got a Super Bowl. Great. But yeah, I know, like I agree with you. They're the most well coached team in basketball. Um Nurse is spectacular. And we talked about this already. There's all these guys that are like out of the blue, like contributing big time for them. You know, the Terrence, you know, we've mentioned we've gone down that list already. Um they're just they're a bad matchup for everybody. They're the biggest Ricky uh, Ricky O'Donnell from Cash Considerations had a really cool article today. It's called and the t- the title was The Raptors are the biggest pain in the ass in the NBA. <laughs> and that is a great way to describe them. Yeah, it's true though. They're they're spectacular. Like watching that Laker game the other night, like obviously I had a rooting interest for the Lakers. We haven't shied away from that this year. Sure. Um, but like you can't be mad because you're just how impressive they are and like pascal siakam we, we talked about it all year just this insane leap he's you know and then kyle lowry is obviously terrific and like you know Rodney hollis jefferson's playing big minutes for them 
off yeah, the bench. Yeah, yeah. And he's playing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like and Fred Van Vliet is like everybody's contributing to that team. They're the best coach team in the league. You know, it it does none of it like I said, none of it surprises me. They're they're they've got a lot of chemistry. Um, a lot of those guys have been together for a while and it's it's interesting to see what happens. So Sean, Fred Van Vliet's yeah. gonna be a free agent this upcoming year. Yeah. You know who has a lot of money and loves people that scores? Who? The Knicks. <laughs> you can just like that that is like the most not far from reality prediction <laughs> no. ever. Like I could just see it, like them just throwing a ton of money at Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, come in here and just score a lot of buckets and that's it. That's the story. That's it. We don't need the defense. Yeah. We don't need the defense. You know, that's we'll my get, dude though. We'll get Rudy, we'll get Rudy Gobert. So <laughs> yeah. he'll be your defense. You know, how about that? Not gonna he, fill not gonna fill seats, but you know. Yeah. But it's the garden, so like it doesn't matter. They make all their money on advertising and everything anyway. That's right. Um Do you want to touch on the Lakers a little bit? Go ahead. So obviously last night they clinched the one seed, which doesn't really matter here because it's not like everyone's going through the staple center. Yeah. Um, but the offense hasn't been there yet necessarily. Obviously they've shot really bad from three so far in the bubble. They are two and one. And the way they beat the Clippers was very impressive, you know, because they weren't getting like, you know, they weren't getting their best offensive game by any means. They grinded through that one. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, and then we look at, you know, the guys contributing right now. So, you know, Caruso and Deion Waiters are playing big minutes off the bench. And Deion Waiters, for the most part, has been really good. Um, he yeah, didn't shoot that I've great. Been, been very impressed by him. And in and, and, and small doses, I'm like, yeah, Deion Waiters. Yeah, stuff that, like, I don't think we've ever once on this show in the five years we've had this show been like, do you see that positive thing Deion Waiters did? Exactly. Exactly. So, we, we never say that. Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't look like he's necessarily in like great shape by any means, but he's no, like, no, know? he doesn't. No, but you know, he's like getting you know the some of the passes he made last night against Utah were terrific. Um, you know, the plan right now looks like this team's going to get healthier, but when Rajon Rondo comes back, and I know he's gonna take minutes from Deion Waiters, but I'm gonna be pissed because. I feel like the Lakers need waiters more than they need Rondo in this situation. Caruso has shown that like, he's a really good defensive guard. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I don't really know like how, why you want to fit Rondo in this. Um, obviously, you know, we know Avery Bradley's not showing up, but you know, when it comes to the playoffs and everyone kind of talks about like, well, you know, the, the Clippers are deeper and the Clippers are deeper. No doubt about it. Yeah. But like when we get to this like eight versus eight thing where it's like you play eight and you trust eight and play nine, like let's be honest, the Lakers are probably going to play eight. Like I can't see J.R. Smith at this point getting big minutes. Like, no, it's no. going to be their starting five and probably Kuzma Dwight. It might be nine because of Caruso and Deion waiters. Yeah. Nine. But come the finals, like you can't play nine in the finals. No, no one does. Yeah, like I think the 16 Cavs was the last team that did, and that was because Kevin Love was battling an injury. Yeah. They're going to be fine. I love this team. Yeah, I think I think they're – I like the makeup of this team, even without Avery Bradley, even if, if Rondo does come back. 
they like each other a lot, which is fun to see. They have a good chemistry. Yeah. I feel like the Clippers are like forcing a chemistry where the Lakers have a chemistry. And I, I like Frank Vogel. I do too. I like Frank Vogel too. He's a good coach. Like he wasn't a sexy pickup for them, but he's a good coach. He's a respected coach. He, he, he took, he took the Heatles to seven games. Yeah. You know, so it's, I get, you know, with, with Paul George. So I like, I've, I've always respected him. I think he's a, I think he's a good coach. Yeah. We need to quit acting like the Lakers, like, handled that correctly though you know what i mean like oh no <laughs> when it's like when people are like well ty Lu had to say no for them to get frank vogel I'm like why was ty Lu above frank vogel in the first place oh oh absolutely i completely agree with you that's just a that's just a lebron uh crony you know so um i yeah vogel was he was the right choice um for that team and and he's done he's done well he's handled the pressure well team's been good i mean do i think he's nick nurse now no i don't anybody at this point i don't think he's steve kerr either so i mean i i don't like those guys are elite obviously steve's had a lot of problems this year with his his team but that's not steve's fault so um but um yeah i've been impressed with everything that they've done and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing playoff basketball here soon getting into actual honest to god real playoff basketball yeah in the middle of a pandemic I'm, I'm ready to roll with it yeah i am too so here's what we have let's kind of talk about a couple games we have coming up that actually i'm pretty excited for so tomorrow at 6 30 so the day this goes up so wednesday on espn oklahoma city plays the lakers i have to imagine that we're going to start seeing the less and less regular season minutes for lebron and ad at this point um you know, because where we are in the season, they've already clinched the one seed. I can't imagine they're going to play a whole lot. Like, those last, like, so this will be their fourth game in the bubble. They got four more left. I imagine those last two, they probably won't even play at all since they already had the one seed locked up. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play them. Right. Um, and then Thursday, this one's got a lot of implications now. New Orleans and Sacramento. Oh, yeah. No one cares. <laughs> But that same day at four o'clock, Milwaukee, t- Milwaukee and Miami, love that game. We got yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a fun one. Clippers Mavericks at six thirty that day. Um, Lakers Rockets at nine o'clock. Hold on, the TNT schedule that day is four o'clock. Heat Bucks. Clippers Mavericks at six thirty. Lakers Rockets at nine. It's a Thursday. That's a Thursday basketball. I love yeah, this. That, that's it's a great it's a great lineup. Yeah, and then by the way, we haven't talked about the Sixers at all. Like, do we care? No, we we can we can talk about them next day, next show. Yeah, and shout out TJ Warren. I feel like we didn't touch enough on how awesome he's been. Um, I know we talked we joked about it earlier, but like, I've been dr- picking him up every time the Pacers play in fan in DraftKings. And because of him, I've actually won like two or three bucks. So thanks, TJ Warren. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, we've kind of touched I, on everything. Yeah. Next next time we'll talk. We'll see how the Sixers fare next episode. We just don't have enough time. Yeah. By the way, next episode is a big five zero zero. Five zero zero. We finally made it. Yeah. We're not quite up to like the Simpsons level of episodes yet. Or Monday Night Raw. Or Monday Night Raw. But we're, we're working towards that. Yeah, we are. Okay. So 
we're we're playing something cool. Uh, we're excited for it. We're uh, so be on the lookout next week. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. I know this was very random. We had a lot to catch up on. As you can tell, we didn't have a whole lot of basketball to talk about for five months. So trying to touch on everything when there's five games a day can be a little tricky, but we love it. And uh, New Orleans, please take Zion off his minutes restriction or like save minutes for the end of the game. Have a good night.